Work-life balance. Is it a real thing? And if it is, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, that's what we're going to discuss in this episode. And I'm going to dive into my personal struggles when it comes to figuring this out and determining how much work is too much work and if I need to be focused on things outside of business. So you're not going to want to miss this one. Coming right up. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for watching. This is an interesting topic here today because it's one that is a little bit controversial um, as far as like balance is concerned and figuring out this whole work-life balance side of things. And I might ruffle some feathers. I might not. Who knows? But I'm going to share kind of some of my personal struggles when it comes to figuring this whole work-life balance game out and, you know, feeling guilty because I have, I have, like I really struggle with guilt um, when it, whenever I'm taking time off, whenever I'm spending time from on myself, or when I'm doing things that are not directly work or uh, work related or helping others related. Like sometimes I really feel guilty about it. Not so much that maybe I'm doing something wrong, but that I'm literally like squandering my li- oh gosh my microphone um, squandering my life away. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I struggle with it. So that's what we're gonna be talking about here today on this episode. But I gotta tell you. So I've recently started recording all of my episodes on camera as well because we're going to be uploading these to YouTube and starting the YouTube channel. Shout out if you're watching on uh, YouTube. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you have not yet. But um, And if you're listening on audio, make sure to check us out over on YouTube as well. Um, and hit that subscribe button. We'll link it down in the description. But um, I've been recording everything. It's been interesting because it has forced me to, number one, look at the camera when I'm usually looking at a computer screen full of bars, um, you know, going up and down. And two, it also has forced me to just be more prepared on the episode because I have to look at the camera the whole time. And, you know, I've started like taking better notes and uh, making sure that I have a, a good context of what's going on because I can't stop and pause and edit and cut and all this stuff because I'm basically linking up the audio with, uh, you know, the audio of my microphone to the audio of the camera. And if I'm going to edit, I don't want to have to edit multiple different files. My team's going to kill me. So I have to be more prepared and I have to do it all in one cut. And it allows it to be more raw and real anyway. But it's like this interesting transition because I'm supposed to be looking at the camera, but my camera is not on my computer. It's like a freestanding camera. So I want to look at myself talking like I normally would in a Facebook Live and I can't. And it's like, ah. And so sometimes I catch myself like staring off into space and then I'm like, oh, crap. They're looking looking at me right now on YouTube watching me. Ah. So shout out to my YouTube audience. YouTube, I'm sorry if sometimes I, I get caught daydreaming a little bit. Um, it happens. I'm deep in thought over here, but uh, it's it's a good thing. So anyway, um, if you're listening on uh, a podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever it is that you're listening, make sure to smash that subscribe button. Um, make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a review. That really helps us. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that bell notification button so that you get notified on YouTube here as well. All right, so let's dive in. 
this whole concept of work-life balance. Ever since I was a little kid, okay, I remember thinking about the the ability to go be rich. Like if there is one thing that I wanted in life, you're like, Josh, what is it that you want out of life? I would have told you, I want to be rich and famous. Like I just did. Now, I believe that my intentions have always been pure and always been good with that. Like I genuinely do want to help people. And I believed that if I had a lot of money, I could help a lot of people. If I had a lot of fame, I could impact a lot of people for good. But my driving motivating factor behind everything was I wanted to be rich and famous. And I knew because I had grown up on a farm and I grew up around people that worked really hard, I knew that work was the key to success. If you just worked really, really hard, you could get ahead in life. Now, obviously working hard on a farm is very different than working hard in a business. Um, you know, physical labor is very different than mental labor. And I would work, you know, crazy, crazy hours on the farm with this driven, determined factor that I was going to make it someday. It is the single thing that drove me more than anything else was this this drive to be great and this desire to go out there and really truly make it and prove all of my haters and doubters wrong because my identity or and because I drove so hard into this like it became my identity it became who I was and if you would have told me like Josh you know you don't have to go and do that it's not that you would have been like just giving me good advice or I would have thought it would have been bad advice, but it was literally that you were attacking my identity. You were attacking who I was. If I was not great, if I was not rich, if I was not the greatest and the best, I literally didn't know who I was. And so this drove me to do incredible, crazy things. Like uh, there was a, a summer. And when I tell this story, like people don't even believe that, that they, they think I'm exaggerating and stretching the truth, but like, I'm not. Go back and ask my mom, my dad, my si siblings, anyone that knew me at the time, my best friends. Like when I started on my dream to success, this was pre-internet, all right? Let, let, let's back up here, okay? Pre-internet, pre-insurance. Uh, this is back when I lived on the farm. I was determined that I was gonna start a farming, you know, farming business. And I partnered up with my neighbor. Now I've had a job since I've been like 14, 15 years old. Like the second, the day, it was literally the day I was legal. Um, I went up, I got my you know permit from school at because I was homeschooled. So I had to like drive up to the school, get like a special paperwork, go down to this gun club that like a shooting range, like three miles up the road. And I, I gave him my paperwork. I could work X number of hours a week or whatever. And it was like three miles away. And oftentimes my parents couldn't drive me up there. So in the summertime, I would ride my bike. In the wintertime, I would literally walk three miles. And sometimes it was like, sub-zero weather. Like it was just brutally cold some days, like five degrees, 10 degrees, and I would walk up there. So I've always been this, this ridiculously hard worker. My parents instilled this into me, okay? And so I would do this and then I started my first company. Um, well, first company, if you will. I raised chickens and I, you know, I, I literally, I lived on a farm. So I like butchered chickens. I raised eggs. I sold them. I, I baked bread. I did everything that I could to make money. My first real attempt at business was right after high school. And I graduated high school. I bought myself a pickup truck for my, my graduation because I knew I needed one to be a farmer. Like that was the thing. Like you got, you had to have a pickup truck. And so I bought this, you know, beefed up Chevy. Uh, it was a, a 1998, I think 1998 Chevy 1500, but this was like one of the beefiest, awesomest trucks you could do. And so I get that and I start this company. Now I kid you not. All right. This is where people are like, you didn't work this hard. Like I did. I worked a full time 40 to 50 hour a week, night shift job, about 15, 20 minutes away uh, at a animal a feed granary. Like we made animal feed. 
and I worked night shift. There was like so many OSHA laws we broke when I was working there. I was I started when I was under 18. When I was like 19 and 20 years old, I was running the entire night shift operation. Okay, like the whole entire thing. Um, I worked by myself running these ma this massive grainer. I mean, like we would make I'd make like a hundred tons. A hundred times, like 200,000 pounds of grain in a given night, like on busy nights. I was driving semi trucks and, you know, doing heavy machinery, working 40, 50 hours a week. I would work from 11 o'clock at night till seven o'clock in the morning, sometimes having to stay late. And then I would get off of work. I would drive home after, you know, eight or nine hours of work, like physical hard labor all night. I was lifting 50 pound, 60 pound bags. I was carrying tons of animal feed, dumping it in the mixer. Like I was working and it smelled awful. And I would get off, I would get home and I would immediately go. I would eat breakfast or you know eat whatever it was. And sometimes I wouldn't even go home. And then I would drive to the field. I would drive to the farm and I would go to my neighbor's house and we were you know doing hay stuff. We were either working on machinery, mowing hay, raking hay, baling hay, stacking hay, getting new clients, like hustled, hustled, hustled. And I would work until like five or six or seven o'clock in the evening. And then I would sleep for literally like three to four hours. Sometimes I wouldn't even sleep in my bed. Sometimes I would just drive back to work and sleep in the parking lot because I was afraid I wouldn't wake up in time. And I would go and I would do the whole thing over again. And I did this five days a week. And then on Saturdays is when I would usually have to stay late at work. And then I would come and I do it all day Saturday uh, again until later. So I would work six nights a week on this and then a half day on Sundays after church because I would still go to church. So I was working literally over a hundred hours a week, every single week. And I did this for over a year. All right. Like it started in the, the fall. I don't remember what year it was started in the fall. I went all through fall and winter preparing for everything, did the entire summer all the way up until, uh, it ultimately like all kind of fell apart, which I'm not going to get into here, but it, it ultimately failed. But, um, like, leading up to that. And so I worked and worked and worked. I had zero work-life balance. So then after that ultimately fails, my business partner's wife divorced him, bankrupts the company. We didn't file for bankruptcy, but we ran out of money. Total hit rock bottom. Did the same thing again though. After I start my insurance company, I mean, after I get started selling insurance for my boss, I go there, I'm working, you know, probably 50, 60 hours, eh, probably 50 hours a week. Nothing too crazy. But I would go and I would wake up early and I would stay like I would stay up late working on my Instagram business. So I would work 50 or 60 hours a week for that. And then I would like I had to be at work at like eight o'clock in the morning between eight and nine o'clock in the morning. Um, I think it was like eight to five, roughly. So eight in the morning till nine o'clock at night or till five o'clock at night, sometimes six. I would wake up at 5 a.m., which if you know anything about me, you know that like I am not a morning person in any sense of the word ever. Like morning is my least favorite time ever. So for me to wake up early, I would wake up. Three hours early, I'd work for three hours. Over lunch break, I was working on my Instagram business. At the end of my shift, I would get home and I would immediately work on my Instagram business for another six hours. I'd sleep for like four or five hours and I'd do the whole thing over again. I did that for seven months straight, seven months. So like two years of my life in a three-year window, I was working no less than 100 hours a week. So like work-life balance was never a thing for me. But I was young, right? I was in my late teens, early 20s during this time. I was hustling. I wanted to get ahead. And this drove me. And this is what I thought was the definition of success. Like if I just worked and I just hustled, I worked harder than anyone I knew. I worked harder than anyone I had ever met ever. Like there is literally not one single soul or human being that I met 
that ha- that I've ever met that worked harder than I did during those those three years of my life ever. Like it was stupid. My my mom genuinely thought I was going to get like permanently ill because I was sleeping so little. Probably did a, a lot of damage that I didn't realize. And so the reason I tell you all this is because I want you to know that like this was part of me. This was my identity. And when something is part of your identity, you will do anything to protect that because it's part of who you are. And if you lose that, like you don't know who you are because you just lost your identity. And that carried me in. It's what ultimately led me to my success depression where I like the lowest point of my life because I was working 18 hours a day after I started the Instagram business fast forward a year. This went on for another year after that. Gosh, it was like four years. It's crazy. So like this all happens. I have no work-life balance. And then I hit rock bottom. And so over the past, we're coming up on like a night, 20 months now. Gosh, like 20 months now. Yeah, that this has happened. Like the last 20 months of my life, I've tried to figure out work-life balance, work-life balance. And I've tried to figure out whether or not that's a real thing. And, you know, for me, I've always said that I don't want kids for a long time. And everyone's like, Josh, you know, you'd make a great dad. Or, oh, Josh, you say that now, yada, yada. You're going to love kids or whatever. And my response is always the same to them. I say, listen, it's not that I don't want kids. It's that I understand how much sacrifice a child is. Like when you go, my parents, I love them to death. And the one thing that they taught me probably better than any parent, well, I'm not any parent, but like they're up there. I mean, they were amazing parents was the fact that kids were a sacrifice. My dad, my mom gave up a lot of their dreams in order to have eight children and they loved it. And to this day, they will say it was hundred percent worth it. They never, they never doubt it or regret it for a single second. And so I look at that and I go, I understand how much sacrifice that is. But I'm, I also have seen people that are successful have kids and have a work-life balance and have a friendly life and still make millions of dollars and have success. And so my question became, as I was questioning everything, right? When I hit rock bottom, and if you've never, like, if you ever heard that story, like, go back and listen to previous episodes. But like, when I hit rock bottom, I was clueless in who I was. I had no idea my sense of identity. So I questioned everything. And so when I did that, it allowed me to see these new perspectives. And I looked at my brother, Kyle. My brother, Kyle, if you don't know, he pa- tragically passed away in a helicopter crash. It still really messes me up to this day. But one of the things that he did is Kyle was very successful and was very well respected in his community and in, in his work. And he was very involved with his child as well. He has a son na- uh, named Max, and he had a baby on the way before he passed away. And like very, very, very involved in their life. And so I saw this example of someone that was successful in their work and in what they did, but also was able to have a, a life and also was able to you know spend time with his wife, spend time with his kids. And that's what I wanted. And I'm like, all right, is this a thing? And so I literally, I started looking into and kind of researching like, okay, is work-life balance even a thing? Like, is that possible? How much do I have to sacrifice of work to have kids? How much of kids do I have to sacrifice to have work? How much of my girlfriend or my wife, you know, time do I have to sacrifice in order to chase my dreams? And there's like, I feel like there's kind of like four categories of of things that you kind of chase in life, right? People say health, wealth, relationships, right? And I, and I think that those are good. Uh, I would add a fourth one, which would be spirituality, right? Like your religion, your faith. Um, and some people could argue that, you know, faith kind of fits into all three of those. But I also say that, you know, there's a separate one there that applies to all three, but is also its own separate thing. And so like you've got your health, your personal health, 
um, the health of you, you know, your life and your business. You've got your wealth, which is your business, your income, your things of that nature. Then your relationships, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your, you know, your spouse, your family, your friends, and then your spirituality, which would be your relationship with God and the time that you spend, uh, you know, with him there or, or, or what have you. And so I'm like, okay, is there a way to balance this all out? Is there a way to really go through and, and have it all per se and, and be able to equally build these whole things up? And what I found, I think that is interesting is that, you know, and for me, like my whole thing was I never, like, I didn't know if I ever wanted kids. And, and to this day, like, if you're asking me, Josh, are you 100% sure that you'll have kids in your life? I would say I'm not hundred percent sure. Like, I think I want them and I think that I will, but like, I don't know if that's for me right now. Right. I just, I don't know. I, I would assume so, but I, I'm not, I'm not at that point yet. Having a kid is not kind of like on my radar. Other things are. Because I know that that's a whole nother category, like that's a whole nother part of the relationship category. And I want to make sure that I figure out this whole work-life balance thing now. And so I, I really started looking into this and I started asking people. In fact, we've had people like Damon Burton on this show, Akbar Sheik on this show, talking about work-life balance, talking about, you know, being able to do work and still have, you know, a, a family and still being able to lead and things of that nature. So I've asked these people these things and I've had them on the show because I'm trying to study and figure it out. You think that I just call random guests on the show. It's, it's not the case at all. Like I want to really learn from these people and see what they're doing and see where their, their priorities lie. And so it took a re-identifying of my priorities and identity shift to really come to the conclusions and be okay with where I'm at right now. And, you know, which is that my, my identity is no longer tied up in success. My identity is no longer tied up into a monetary format. In fact, you know, one, like I said, at the, one of the earlier episodes on this show, like I'm deathly afraid of making $80,000 a year. I'm less afraid of that now. Not, not that I ever think that that will be a thing, but if I choose to have that life, then I will know that if ultimately I end up with that life, then that I know is going to be the best life for me. But I don't think, I mean, I don't think that that's going to be the case, but I'm just saying like my identity isn't so caught up in, I've got to make millions of dollars. I've got to go have massive, massive, massive impact. My identity is shifted to say, I need to live a life well lived and I need to focus on figuring out what's important to me and figuring out what's important in life and really doubling down on those things and create a movement around that. And if that takes me 20 years instead of 10 or 10 years instead of three, I'm okay with that because I know that my, then my priorities are in the right place and I'm doing things that ultimately make me happy and ultimately go out there and, you know, make the world a better place in that sense. And so what's interesting is as I studied work-life balance, everybody has their opinions on how it should be, right? Oh, you know, you should work from eight to five and have time off, you know, and I have friends that are entrepreneurs that make a lot of money, you know, that uh, one of my friends is going to make, I think, like $4 million this year. And, you know, he works from, I think it's like nine to six and the rest of his time is off with his family. And that's, you know, totally fine for him. Right. And other people are like, oh, you know, you do it this way or you do it this way or you have days where you just work and then days off with your kids and days off here. And so, like, as I went and looked at this, I was like, OK, everybody's got their own version of what, <clears throat> excuse me, like what is the way that it's supposed to be? But what are the underlying things that everybody that I respect talks about? And this is one of the things that I found fascinating when I go and I am in search for truth or when I'm in search for what's working, what's not working. And I apologize. I've got a runny nose here. Um, 
when I, when I search for that, when I look for that, one of the things that I've learned to do is rather than just studying one person's advice on something is I look at a lot of people that I respect and that are, you know, that are experts or that I respect in that field based on their work. And I go, what are the underlying things that they all say? This is why I came out with the, the five success pillars of billionaires because I started a bunch of billionaires. So in this case, I went around and I looked at a bunch of people that were like, okay, and I haven't studied this like super, super intense like I did with the billionaires, but enough to make a, a conclusion or draw this conclusion with it. I was like, okay, I, I believe based on this that we all have to go and figure out the balance that works for us. And there are phases in life. When you look at, you know, I'm a Christian, so I, I study religion a lot, um, specifically the Bible. And when you look at the Bible in e even any books, I mean, like old Proverbs, and and if you look at, you know, people, just like wise people of the past, the monks and and a lot of like philosophers and, and people that are, are are really big into like uh, spiritual health and, and, and personal um, uh, health, um, you'll notice that they talk about how life comes in seasons. And there's even, you look to nature, there's four seasons in life. There is, you know, there's uh, spring, summer, fall, and winter. And so you look at that and you go, okay, life is going to change and life is going to evolve. And you're going to, you, you kind of roll with the punches with that and you figure out what works for you best in that season of life. And you go and there's going to be seasons of your life where it is hustle mode and grind mode. And like where you're working for, you know, six days a week, 12 hours a day, you know, just grinding and hustling. And maybe that's, you know, when you don't have kids or maybe that's when your kids are a little bit older or maybe, you know, if you don't have kids, maybe that's, you know, when, uh, you know, you and your significant other have decided that this is what's the best for you. Or if, you know, you're not in a relationship, this is the time when you're young and you have the ability to go and do that and just double down and just run after things, right? And on the flip side of that, then there's going to be times in your life or seasons of your life when maybe it's more relaxing. I'm getting ready to kind of take some time off um, and and travel. I haven't quite revealed the details yet, um, but I, I am. I'm going to start traveling here pretty soon, and I'm going to be entering a phase of my life that is laser-focused on experiences and laser-focused on like just one specific thing. And I'm very, very focused on this of taking time off from like work grind hustle mode and go into this mode of taking care of, you know, customers that I currently have, making sure that they're amazingly taken care of, perfecting the products while going out and experiencing the world and, and like seeing different perspectives and different things. This is a, a new phase of my life. And then there are going to be other phases of life where it's like, Hey, you do take, do, you know, a uh, uh, work a nine to six and then have time off with kids or have time off with family or have time off with you know friends or whatever that is. And so you're going to go and there's going to be these different changes or these different seasons in life. And when you're okay with that and you figure out what's work, what works best for you during that season, oftentimes that is what I have found to work really well for me. And that's where I think that we all need to be. There's not one singular right way to live your life when it comes to work-life balance. I look at my girlfriend and I, like my girlfriend and I, for the last nine months or even a year of our lives, we've both been in pretty focus mode, especially her, like, you know, with her job and her work, like focus, we've been working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, 70 hours a week, most weeks, like really focused down on making things happen. Me growing businesses, her managing over 70 employees, like we're in work mode, not experience mode, not in learn mode. Like we're just work, 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 work. 
And that was like for over a year. And now it's like, okay, now we're going and transitioning into a new phase of life. And a phase might last three months or a month. It might last a year or two years, but there's going to be seasons of life. And one of the people that I actually uh, like kind of looked at and studied a lot, and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch him is if you look at Russell Brunson, during Russell Brunson, up until like 10X growth con of last year, where he did $3 million in 90 minutes, like the first three years of ClickFunnels, it was like just unbelievable hustle mode. That dude was everywhere. It was nonstop. Go, 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 go. And then like he reached this point where like the business like got to a certain level and you could watch him transition out of his role and you could see that like he built a team around things, he got things to where it's set and now he spends an incredibly um, a, a lot more time with his family and going on trips and vacations and spending time with them and watching them grow up and getting involved in wrestling and things of that nature. It's like this new season of life. And so I think we're all so focused on figuring out what is the way to live? What is the way to do things when we miss out that, hey, it's not one singular way. It's what's the season of life that you're in right now? And when you can figure that out and you can identify, okay, listen, this is the season of life that I'm in. Accept that, embrace that, and then revolve your life around that. My season of life, the last two years of my life has been well, I mean, the last like two years have been learning mode, but like learning like the last like six to eight months have been work, 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 work and study and study and study, work, study, work, study. And everything in my life is optimized around that. I have an eight foot wide uh, whiteboard in my living room, right? I have lights and cameras all set up throughout my house. Like it's not a normal living environment, but this is the mode that I'm in. And when I enter my next phase, I'm just gonna adapt and I'm gonna grow. And I'm gonna be like, figure that out and figure out if, okay, you know, uh, this is what I need to do here. This is what I need to wake up. I think it is good to have these changes and phases. I look at Sam Ovens. Sam Ovens is another great example of this. He goes and he'll work for three months and every three months he goes and takes a week long vacation to someplace. He completely disconnects, no work, no cell phone, no internet, no nothing, and just disconnects every three months. That's that phase of his life. And that's what he's going through. And that's what he's going to continue to do. So like, you've got to just figure out, I believe, and I think we all have got to figure this out, what phase of life we're in, what's going to work best for you in that phase and not BS yourself. Like, not beat yourself up if things don't go perfectly, not beat yourself up for not being in hustle mode for three years straight. If hustle mode's six months and then there's a year and a half where it's not hustle mode, don't beat yourself up about that. Like as long as you're continually, continuously every day focused on becoming the best version of yourself, focused on making every day the best possible day, focusing on learning in every single stage and growing, you're always going to learn and grow. You're going to learn and grow when you're in hustle mode. You're going to learn and grow when you're in relaxed mode. You're going to learn and grow when you're in family or kids or relationship mode. You're going to learn and grow when you're in experience mode, travel mode. Like you're always going to learn as long as you continue to embrace where you're at and, and continue making yourself better. And Instagram specifically Instagram, but all social media has got us so caught up in trying to live other people's lives in other people's phases of their life. When in reality, they're at a different phase in their life than you are. One of the things that I, the reason that I uh, relate to Logan Paul so much, like, and I've said this before is because I think, I feel like he and I follow very similar phases of our lives. When, you know, things are up, oftentimes they're up for both of us. When they're down, oftentimes they're down for both of us, right? Like, when Logan Paul had his crash, I kind of had my crash. When, you know, like, and so I relate to him very much because we live in very similar phases of life. But there's a lot of people that you might follow that 
they're living in a totally different life than you. If you're following Russell Brunson right now, you should definitely not be doing what Russell Brunson's doing if you're in a startup mode, right? He has built a $100 million company and now he's taking time off. You might not be there right now. So don't follow people in their phases of life. Live your own and figure out that work-life balance for yourself. Work-life balance might look like working 80 hours a week for six months and then taking a couple months off. That might be your work-life balance and that's okay. Don't let someone else tell you how to live your life and the work-life balance that you need to have. Figure it out for yourself and embrace it there. And once I was allowed myself to do that and I shifted my identity to be okay with that, everything changed for me, okay? Okay, wow, that was intense. But seriously, like you've got to know what's important to you. You've got to know your priority, under, uh, priorities, understands that life, bring change, life brings changes. And when you know your priorities of health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality, adjust accordingly, I think you're going to live a much more happy, healthy, wealthy, and fulfilled life. All right? All right, guys, that's all I got for you. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. I would seriously leave a comment down below. Um, re I read all your guys' comments. I really do. Um, I, I would love to hear back from you uh, what content that you want to see more of. If you like this episode, if you didn't like this episode, what your thoughts are on it, I want to know. Um, so make sure if you're on YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment down below. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, or any other platform, make sure to make, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating, leave a review, and hit me up on Instagram uh, or on YouTube. Leave comments or hit me up in the DMs on there. We'd love to hear your feedback there as well. All right, guys, as always, hustle hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all and I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.